This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. That was a big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tris this height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, it's actually PJ in with us tonight. 31 points now for Devin Booker. He had 29 in the first quarter for the Suns. 4.09 to go in the second. So he slowed down just a little bit, guys. Probably won't have 100 tonight. Maybe he gets to 70. That's unfortunate. We'll I hope he gets 101. Alabama Gymnastics needs to pick it up, guys. I They're... love that you will watch anything yeah, well, Alabama. Florida's bringing it tonight. They are. Yeah. Can I tell you guys? Lily Hudson, though. This is a true story. Back when I was going to school, before Nate Oates was the head coach, the event at Coleman Coliseum that would bring the most fans was not basketball. It was gymnastics. I'm telling you. There mm-hmm. was nothing like a Friday night in the winter yeah. for gymnastics. It's I mean, 15,000 people go to these meets. I mean, it's packed here at Florida right now. I mean, yeah, look at dude, that. I'm I t- mean, these SEC gymnastics meets are insane. Uh, it's dude, like you wouldn't believe it. I'm not messing around. This is one of my favorite <laughs> sports. My wife was a gymnast. She was on the dance team, also did ballet. And I, I love going to like, I'm not going to lie. I have a bunch of like cousins and a sister. So I never, I never minded going to the uh, recitals. To be honest with you, or the competitions, because they do stuff that you would never be gutsy and, enough. And to gymnastics do. is That's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean the oh, competition yeah. is great. Yeah, I love watching people do things that I could never do. Yeah, yeah that, they're so dedicated. This is their whole life. Nick, you're, everybody anyway. knows though, Bama doesn't Football. jump out of bed until rotation three. So he is right now. <laughs> he is right. Well, he right now, right. Uh, the floor, Alabama's got one thirty. No, we're not going to go over the score. That Pete, you should shoot your shot with Gabby here. <laughs> Possibly. You're an alum, PJ. Would when's you? A, when's the alum weekend? <laughs> PJ, would you? Would you be able to marry a woman that was from Auburn? Ooh, man, potentially. What okay. if it was Sydney Sweeney? Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. She, could, she could be from hell. She could be <laughs> Satan himself, she herself. Could be, yeah. She could be a Steeler fan who went to Auburn and I'm in. Yeah. Uh, no way to transition to Tim Barbalay, so we'll just swing our way on over there. Although he is kind enough to step out of a, a brewery to talk to us. Anybody Jealous. that is willing to multitask, go to a brewery and come on the show at the same time, is always a friend of this show. 105.7 The Fan. Uh, I can imagine right now it's been a very busy week for you, Tim. We've talked about this game all week. We've talked about this team for an extended period of time when we're looking at the Ravens. When you now are a couple of days away from this game, what's your just your gut feeling? We know the weather. We know that we're going to have Mark Andrews out there. It looks like Marlon Humphrey is going to be playing for the Ravens as well. Do you feel good? Do you feel nervous? What's the overall feel and temperature heading into Sunday? Well, I, I would say it just made a score prediction today on the show, 27-20 Ravens. It, it just seems like their time, guys, and it only feels right that they have to go through the defending champs, have to go through Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect this Ravens offense to start sluggish like they did against the Texans. Um, that was following three weeks off. Uh, Lamar Jackson's last game prior to that was against the Dolphins. And defensively, I, I think – If they can slow down Isaiah Pacheco, who's hobbled, he only practiced limited today after not practicing the first two days, as crazy as this sounds, if they can make the Chiefs one-dimensional, I love how the Ravens' secondary matches up against their pass catchers. 
and I think that they could win. I agree with you, Tim. How would you bet the tight end market for Baltimore? Like, talking to guys who cover the team this week, what can you tell us about what to expect from Andrews and likely that dynamic? Are they going to be on the field a bunch? Is it just going to go back to their normal roles how it was earlier in the year? Like, what would you do if you're betting those two guys? I mean, guys, I I hate to give a non-answer, but I have no idea. Because, look, we saw... Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely not play a lot on the field together prior to the injury. They only played 11% of the snaps on the field at the same time prior to Mark Andrews going down. And Isaiah likely only had nine catches and he's been popping off, uh, you know, six touchdowns in the seven games without Mark Andrews. I would say this when it comes to Mark, he's going to be on a pitch count. We know that that's going to happen, but Areas in which I see him playing third downs in red zone. I did sprinkle some money on a Mark Andrews anytime touchdown because, I mean, it's kind of the best odds you're going to get with a Mark Andrews this week. I could see that both of these players have been great threats in the red zone. I don't expect Isaiah Likely's play time to drop significantly at all. I would not be afraid of betting any of his props. But as far as Mark Andrews and his receiving prop, I don't know if I'm going to touch that this week. Maybe sprinkle a little on an anytime touchdown. Let's stick with props, actually. Uh, been talking about this all week. Lamar rushing yards went from low 50s, I'm sorry, mid 50s, now to, uh, man, 65 and a half rushing yards over at BetMGM, and it's minus 115 to the over. It's obviously a great matchup. That's where Kansas City really struggles. They struggle against quarterbacks that are mobile. What do you think about this number now, though, at 65 and a half? Do you think this is a big Lamar rushing game, or do you like maybe Gus Edwards or Justice Hill a little bit more here? I mean, I think kind of all of the above. I will say before getting to Lamar, I love Justice Hill in this game. I love Justice Hill. And one of my favorite props of the week, over on Justice Hill receptions at two and a half, you can get plus money. I got it at plus 152. It might have fallen a little bit since then. Chiefs defense, they've given up 26 catches to running backs over the past four weeks. Gus Edwards, you know, he'll catch a ball or two, but Justice Hill, I think he's going to go over that total. But uh, back to Lamar, I still would bet the over on on his rushing. I mean, guys, you look at the five-game sample size. You know, playoff games, uh, rushing yards per game, minimum of five games. Lamar's in the top five. I mean, it's crazy. And it's Hall of Fame running backs surrounding him and then Derrick Henry. It's an by any means necessary type football game for the Ravens and definitely for Lamar Jackson. And when in doubt, he's going to lean into his legs. And I I think we're going to see a lot of that on Sunday. Let's look at the Ravens defense and just kind of like it's funny because we're in this spot again where we go, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. You just don't count him out. But this was the first year where I know on this show specifically, we've said multiple times, maybe this is the time where you kind of count them out. And then they shut everybody up again and prove that they're the new Patriots. And no matter what their receivers look like, Mahomes finds a way to get to this point. That being said, I mean, we obviously know what Mahomes can do. We know what Travis Kelsey can do. If you look at the Ravens defense and were to point out maybe one weakness, one soft spot that they have, what would be your biggest concern and how the Chiefs can exploit that? Oh, the rush defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, by by far and away, uh, it's one of those areas that opposing offenses haven't been able to fully exploit this year because the Ravens have just been boat racing teams and they take the run game out of the equation. But you look at the numbers, they're 14th, I believe, in rushing yards allowed per game. But diving deeper, 26th 
in yards per carry allowed, 26th at four and a half yards per carry. So Isaiah Pacheco, you know you're going to see a lot of volume with him in the ground game, but I still question how healthy he is going to be. And also, Joe Tooney, their first-team All-Pro guard, has been ruled out. So maybe I'm not as nervous about the Ravens' rush defense, but if there is a weakness to this defense, which is loaded and first defense all time, lead the NFL in takeaways, sacks, points per game, you can run the ball on. Tim, what would you do with the first half spread in this game? Ravens are minus three. As you know, they've been so good all season, really the last couple of years with Lamar quarterback. They've been so good at getting off to fast starts. Uh, Kansas City was trailing last week against Buffalo in the first half. Ravens were tied with Houston after that punt return for a touchdown. Do you like Ravens minus three in the first half? I do. And the crowd is going to be insane on Sunday, guys. I mean, they're breaking out all the stops. Uh, T Payne's playing at halftime for for Christ's sake. I mean, the, I could put you Ed, Reed, <laughs> Ed, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and and we saw how much of a crowd uh, a factor the crowd was last week against the Texans. Five false starts, a delay game. The crowd's going to be at its peak at the beginning of that game. Mark Andrews coming out of the tunnel. Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and the the Chiefs tackles have been a little jumpy this year. So uh, they, they've been called for uh, quite a few false starts. And I think that could put the Kansas City offense behind uh, the marker, you know, down in distance. So I think the Ravens' defense could get off to a fast start. And you mentioned, P.J., offensively. I mean, I, I don't expect a slow start by this group again this week. I think they're going to come out firing. We didn't see Lamar Jackson push the ball downfield at all against the Texans. But – I think he's going to take some shots in this game. A lot of people talking about Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdowns and props. I kind of hate this matchup for Kelsey. Now it's Travis Kelsey, so he could always go off. But I think you just stick Kyle Hamilton on him the entire game. Do you do you agree with that? Like, if you were going to do anything with Chiefs props, who does scare you the most this weekend, other than, like, Isaiah Pacheco? Uh, outside of Pacheco, it's tough. I mean... Look, I get the Kelsey anytime touchdown just because, I mean, his numbers in the postseason with Patrick Mahomes are sick. I mean, I think it's 16 touchdowns or whatever. But I'm with you, Ryan, where where Kyle Hamilton, we're going to see him opposite Kelsey a lot in this football game. Does that mean we're going to see it every snap? No. I mean, Andy Reid's going to put Kelsey in position, motions, and and the Ravens aren't going to be a man the entire game at all. But you look at Kyle Hamilton's body type, and it just matches up so well against anybody. But in terms of props for the Chiefs, I mean, you always got to worry about Mahomes rushing in the playoffs. You always see an uptick there. That wouldn't shock me if it hits. I mean, I already bet a Pacheco anytime touchdown. The Ravens' corners have been playing great, man. So that's why I shy away from Rashi Rice. Brandon Stevens, Ronald Darby have been holding it down. Marlon Humphrey, he's expected to play on Sunday. We'll see what kind of capacity, but... Yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. It's tough with their props. Yeah. Talking to Tim Barbalace, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, we know that somebody like a Lamar Jackson, any other star, especially quarterbacks, a lot of expectations are placed on these guys. Some fair, some not fair. Uh, there have been plenty of conversations about Lamar Jackson and quote-unquote playoff failures. Even though he's missed a couple of years, there's been injuries. We understand all that. If they don't win this game on Sunday, 
and Lamar still plays well. Do you think that that plays into the narrative of Lamar can't win in the playoffs? Or do is this going to be looked at more of, hey, he got him to the AFC title game. He's locked in long term. This is the best team that he's had around him. Things are looking up. What do you think the narrative around the fan base is going to be for him? I mean, I'd say the narrative nationally absolutely is going to be what you said. He mm-hmm. can't win in the playoffs. He'd be 2-4. and four. He'd be 1-4 and four against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's always going to live because, guys, I've been saying this for years at this point when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I mean, in life, people like to be right. They hate admitting that they're wrong. And there's so many people that have doubted and thought that Lamar's play style couldn't translate to the NFL game. And you think of all the narratives that came out. He can't pass the football. He can't pass the football from the pocket. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes from the pocket in 2019. He can't come from behind by double digits. He can't win in the playoffs. He can't beat Mahomes. I mean, he can, he can, he can. And people always find a thing and right now, the, the doubters, they hold on to that postseason failure. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say critics absolutely are going to hold that over Lamar's head if he loses Sunday regardless. I mean, we're seeing it with Josh Allen, you know, coming up short against the Chiefs. It's not like, you know, he, he was peeing down his leg in that game. Tim, sticking with that, if the Ravens lose on Sunday, would you consider this season a disappointment? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we did a segment like that a couple weeks ago during the bye week for the, for the playoffs. And we thought minimum make the Super Bowl. Um, and you know, we were taking a lot of calls, did a poll on Twitter and that was kind of the, this team, it, it's the perfect storm, PJ. Like, I mean, you think of how Eric DaCosta, everything he's touched has turned to gold. I mean, Ronald Darby, Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, Arthur Millette, all veterans that they got in August or September on one-year deals for minimum, and all of them have been balling out. Van Noy, career high in sacks. Clowney, tied a career high in sacks. And, and, you know, the young guys just blossoming, like uh, Brandon Stevens, Geno Stone has seven picks. Kyle Hamilton's a first-team All-Pro. Matabike's got 13 sacks. Like, so many guys are having career years. And, and the coaching staff, I mean, they're going to lose some guys. It looks like McDonald and Munkin, shockingly, are probably going to stay at this point. But I just don't know if you can bottle all this up. Oh, and by the way, a year in which every freaking quarterback got hurt, Lamar Jackson played every game. You know, it, it, it's a perfect storm for them. It is crazy to think that was the narrative for so long. And then him and also Tua. Tua stayed healthy this year, too. Two of the quarterbacks where it was like, these teams can do blank, but their quarterbacks have to stay healthy. So here we are, one win away from the Super Bowl for Lamar Jackson. Tim Barbalace, 105.7 The Fan. Appreciate you coming on again, man. You got it, guys. Anytime. PJ, let me ask you as a Ravens fan. If the Ravens lose on Sunday, is the season a letdown? And, you know, letdown's not the right word because you obviously want a Super Bowl. Is it a failure? We're going to use the strong word. Is it a failure? It's not. It's, okay. a, it's a missed opportunity okay. because of all the injuries with the quarterbacks. You don't have to deal with Burrow. You don't have to deal with Rodgers. You have the number one seed. You're at home. It's just a missed opportunity. I don't know if in the Lamar Jackson era, the Ravens are going to have it as good as they do right now. This might be the best team they mm-hmm. ever assemble under him, and they got the perfect storm, like Tim said. So I think it would be a missed opportunity. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. God, get me to Sunday Fire already. Up. Fire Please. up. Why the cigarette in here? PJ's going to lose his mind. It's Bad MGM the night.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.